0: Well, happy Thursday, leaders, and welcome back to the City Group Leader podcast, the podcast for group leaders and those who love groups. This month, we'll be talking about choosing the right rhythm and structure for your group. You can find some bonus resources in the show notes, which includes a show summary and a sample group rhythm. So I encourage you to check that out. Those of you who know me well know that I am not a musician. The reason I'm not a musician is that I have no rhythm. When our worship pastor, Willie Roberts, calls us to clap and sing at the same time, I can't do it. I can choose one or the other, but I can't do both. One sounds bad, both sounds horrible. That's the difference between a good musician and a bad one. Good musicians, guitarists, drummers, pianists, they all have rhythm. Bad musicians do not. Musicians who have good rhythm create a good experience for the audience. Musicians who don't have good rhythm create a bad experience for their audience. Well, the same is true for groups. It may seem like a small thing, and it's certainly not the only thing, but the rhythm you choose will have a significant impact on your group, for better and for worse. That's why it's important to choose a rhythm that is going to be conducive to discipleship, because the rhythm you choose. Impacts the experience your group will have. I sometimes hear leaders complain about the poor quality of discipleship and community in their groups. People are inconsistent, discussions are superficial, no one really knows each other, and there's no sense of direction. We talk about these problems as though it's our group's fault, and sometimes it is. Sometimes people are just lazy or timid or awkward, but sometimes We create our own problems by choosing rhythms that work against what we're trying to accomplish, which is ultimately multiplying disciples of Jesus Christ. Group rhythms are like utensils. Each one serves a slightly different purpose. Knowing what each rhythm is for can help you determine which rhythm to adopt for a given season of life and ministry. So my goal is to help you choose a rhythm that will help you make disciples. To do that, I'm going to offer you three principles for choosing a rhythm, then discuss the three most common rhythms in our church. Let's start with the principles. Principle one, your rhythm should serve the vision. The vision of City Groups is to multiply disciples of Jesus Christ. Everything we do in a group, whether it's sharing meals, studying God's word, hosting block parties, or doing huddles, is meant to help us accomplish that one goal. We're not gathering every week to merely socialize, learn some things, or make friends. We're gathering for the purpose of growing as disciples who make more disciples. Do we want to cultivate meaningful relationships? Yeah, we do. Do we want to grow in our knowledge and understanding of the scriptures? Yes, of course. Do we want to be a blessing to our neighborhoods and networks? Yeah, you're darn right we do. But those things are not the ends in and of themselves. They are means by which we grow into a community of disciple-making disciples. This matters because sometimes we make the mistake of choosing a rhythm that serves our preferences or instead of choosing a rhythm that serves the mission. So we have to remember what a city group is for. It's not for convenience or preference. It's for discipleship. And our rhythm should ultimately serve and support that purpose. Principle two, structure determines function. The structure of an object determines the function of that object. Take the human body, for example. The eye is structured in a way that enables sight. The spine is structured in a way that supports the body. The hand is structured in a way that can grab and hold objects. In a similar way, the way you structure your group will determine, to a large extent, how effective your group is at making disciples. Some rhythms and instructions are better pr- at promoting rest. Others are better suited for discipleship and community. Others still might be better for celebration. Different rhythms produce different outcomes. Keep that in mind when discerning which one to adopt for your group in a given season. Principle three, you reap what you sow. City groups are like gardens. When you plant good seeds and nurture them with good nutrients, you reap a good harvest. When you plant bad seeds or fail to provide good nutrients, you reap a poor harvest. In business terms, this is called ROI, return on investment. If you invest in the right rhythms, you will likely see a higher return than if you invest in the wrong ones. So if you don't like the kind of return you're getting, assess the kind of investment you're making. In general, I could express this principle this way. Low commitment plus low consistency equals poor return. High commitment plus high consistency equals high return. The higher the investment, the higher the return. That doesn't mean we always structure our group for maximum return because just like land, your group needs seasons of rest. But it does mean that there are seasons when our investment needs to be higher than seasons when it needs to be lower. Just remember, you can't get a good return if you don't make a good investment. Now that we've talked about the principles, let's talk about the rhythms. These aren't the only rhythms that a group could choose from, but they're the three most common rhythms that I've seen. The first rhythm is what I would call the intentional rhythm. In this rhythm, men and women gather every week as a whole group for Bible discussion, often using the sermon-based discussion guides that we provide. They usually last about 90 minutes to two hours, and they might include a dinner and discussion every week or snacks and discussion. They could be 20 to 30 minutes of socializing over snacks while you wait for everybody to arrive, followed by a one hour discussion, or it could be a 30 to 45 minute dinner followed by a discussion. Either way, this rhythm emphasizes gathering weekly as a whole group for relationship building and discussion, maybe with breaks on the holidays for block parties or men's and women's gatherings on occasion. The benefit of this rhythm is consistency and focus. Every person in the group gets a deposit every week and the group knows exactly which direction it's heading in. You can supplement the weekly gathering with something like huddles on a Thursday morning or a Friday night once a month or every other week, but the main diet is the weekly gathering of God's people for intentional discipleship As a whole group. The snacks or the meal help cultivate community and the discussion creates discipleship. This is also a super missional approach because it's easy to invite non-Christians into. They know exactly what to expect and it's easy to jump in and participate. This is what my group is doing right now and we've got a non-churchgoing neighbor joining us every week. She's never been in a Bible study before, and she's so thankful for a community of Christians who create space for her to study God's word with them. Through the dinner, she gets to build meaningful relationships with people. She gets to know them, and they get to know her. And through the discussion, those relationships turn into meaningful discipleship every single week. She just texted us this last week to tell her that this is one of the best religious experiences that she's ever had because it's consistent. She's building community, and she's studying God's word every single week with people who love her and who are welcoming her into their group. This makes this a good rhythm for groups that want depth of relationships and discipleship, while also a context for mission. I've called this the intentional approach, but you might also call it the rifle approach. A rifle only shoots one bullet at a time and in only one direction. It's focused and it's consistent, just like this rhythm. You know exactly where you're headed and you know exactly what you're doing every single week. Like a stick of dynamite, it packs a lot of punch and you get a lot of bang for your buck. The commitment is higher, but the return is higher as well. Pound for pound, you just can't get more out of a group than this. The downside to this approach is that you can make it more complicated than it needs to be. If you try to do too much with the food, you let your group get too large, or you fail to plan for the kids, you can really frustrate yourself. Thankfully, it's super easy to simplify this approach to make it sustainable and manageable, if you're willing. I've taught you how to do that with kids and discussions in previous episodes, and I'm going to teach you how to do that with meals and multiplication in future episodes. The other downside to this approach is that you can't sustain it forever. This is a hard rhythm to keep up with for 52 weeks straight. So if you're gonna do this rhythm, it's good to take breaks or to switch it up, supplementing another rhythm, say over the summer or the winter months. Our group does this by breaking up the year. One example might be to do this rhythm for 13 weeks and then to switch to a different rhythm for four weeks, then to do another 13 weeks and switch it up again for another four. This keeps it sustainable and consistent, but it also gives us a chance to build in rest using a different rhythm Every now and again. As far as ROI is concerned, this is a bigger investment, but it generally yields the highest return on discipleship. The next rhythm is what we might call the economic approach. The economic approach assigns a different agenda to each week of the month. The first week might be a group meal. The second might be an entire group discussion, the third might be guys' night, the fourth might be women's night, and the fifth might be something else entirely altogether, like a break or a missional gathering. The strength of this approach is that it provides sustainability and variety. You could do this rhythm forever without ever exhausting yourself because the commitment is very minimal. It's also a rhythm that allows you to do a lot of different things in a given month. Compared to the intentional approach, you might call this rhythm the shotgun approach. Unlike a rifle, which only shoots one bullet in one direction, a shotgun shell is packed with hundreds of little tiny BBs. When you pull the trigger, the BBs spray out of the barrel and spread out as they travel towards the target. It doesn't shoot as far or as much power with a rifle, but it hits a wider range. In the same way, this rhythm sends your group in multiple different directions. You're aimed at a different target every week and it often uses very different content. As a result, this group is very sustainable, but it's usually not very focused. Instead of taking significant steps in one direction, you take lots of little tiny steps in lots of different directions. The inconsistency of this rhythm also makes it harder to build meaningful relationships and can lead to superficiality. There's a lot of activity, but there isn't always a lot of accomplishment. Compared to the intentional rhythm, each person only gets about 26 intentional discipleship moments in a year compared to about 39 or more. And that's assuming that your group members show up on the day that they're supposed to. It's far less than that if the night they happen to miss... Always seems to be Geisdijk. This makes it the perfect rhythm for seasons of rest when your group could use a break from a more intentional discipleship approach. That's the downside of this group. It's incredibly inconsistent and it can feel a little bit schizophrenic. If the intentional approach is deep, then the economic approach is wide. As far as return on investment is concerned, this is a relatively low investment, but it also tends to yield a much lower return on discipleship like the economy feature on newer car models this approach gets you a lot of mileage but it doesn't have the same kind of power that something like a Ford F-150 does that's an important factor to consider when choosing the right rhythm for your group likewise I hear more complaints about inconsistency complacency and superficiality coming out of this rhythm than I do any other rhythm And that could be because the rhythm itself can be counterproductive in that regard. There are other factors to consider as well, to be sure, but that's just one observation to keep in mind. The third rhythm is what I would call the hybrid approach. The hybrid approach is a middle ground between the attentional approach and the economic approach. It's focused and consistent, but it's also sustainable. In this approach, groups typically get, share a big elaborate meal together on the first week of the month, then they do a sermon-based discussion or something similar on the rest of the weeks during the month. Each gathering lasts about an hour and you jump right in, you get it done, then you jump right back out. The advantage of this model is that it allows you to reap the benefits of a meal while also making significant deposits in the whole group every week. And you can, of course, supplement this by doing men's and women's huddles, maybe once every other week or once a month, maybe on a Saturday morning or a Monday night if you wanted to. This is a good rhythm for groups that have grown beyond maybe about 15 people and need a little runway before they multiply Just like a hybrid car that combines the powers of gasoline and electricity, this approach combines the power of intentional the intentional approach with the sustainability of the economic approach, which allows groups to get the best of both worlds. The downside to this approach is that it reduces the amount of time your group spends together each week. Each gathering can feel a little bit rushed and it relegates the power of meals to just once a month, which can have a negative impact on the discussion the following three to four weeks because you're reducing the quality and meaningful power of relationships that you could be building in to that time. This approach also runs the risk of reducing the group down to a Bible study, missing the emphasis on becoming a true community of disciples. Overall, however, this group is a happy medium, especially for families with little kids who want the depth and consistency of the intentional approach, but who appreciate the sustainability of the economic approach. Finally, as far as return on investment is concerned, this approach requires a moderate investment and generally yields a moderate return. Let's review. There are three principles to consider when choosing a rhythm for your group. Principle one, your rhythm should serve the vision. Principle two, structure determines function. And principle three, you reap what you sow. There are three common rhythms that group leaders tend to choose from. Rhythm one is the intentional approach, which is best for cultivating meaning and depth. This approach has a higher investment, but generally yields a higher return. Rhythm two is the economic approach, which is best for seasons of rest when your group could use a little break. This approach generally has a lower investment, but it also yields a much lower return. And rhythm three is the hybrid approach, which is best for seasons of transition or when a group gets abnormally large and needs to multiply. This approach has a moderate investment and generally yields a moderate return. Now for some application questions. What principles or assumptions have you been operating under as a group leader? And what do you need to do to reevaluate in light of these principles? Number two, which rhythm does your group currently use? And how well is it actually serving the mission of multiplying disciples? And number three, what changes do you need to make to your group's rhythms in light of what you've learned today? In my experience, Groups typically opt for rhythms that are easy rather than rhythms that are effective. They struggle to adopt more fruitful rhythms because they're overcomplicating things or nobody has ever showed them how to do it well. If you're ready to make a change but you don't know how, don't hesitate to reach out. We'd love to help you transition your group to a rhythm that is going to help you pursue discipleship, community, and mission more effectively. My suggestion would be to adopt the intentional or the hybrid approach, August through November and February through May, and then combine that with the economic approach in December and January, as well as June and July. That allows you to be consistent and intentional, but it also allows you for seasons of rest and renewal as well. Like a farmer rotating his crops to maximize his yield, I suggest rotating your rhythm to do the same thing. That way, your group has seasons of intentionality as well as seasons of rest. You've got about eight to nine months of intentional discipleship and three months being more casual and relaxed as well. Otherwise, too much intentionality has the potential to burn you out and too much casual approach uh, will make you stale. So with that, I thank you for joining me for another episode and I look forward to connecting with you next month. If this content was helpful for you, I'd appreciate if you would share it with other leaders because when one leader gets better, we all get better. As you go, remember, God has chosen you to lead your group and because Christ is in you, you have everything you need to lead it well.